Welcome to the Quandrum Art of Joyful Living podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life, or if you're seeking to bring some joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, co-founder of Quandrum, and I have the honor to be hosting this podcast series. In each episode, I'll be interviewing a guest so they can share their words of wisdom on the art of joyful living, whether that's in relation to personal growth, genuine belonging, positive impact, or simply having fun. And welcome to episode five of the Quandrum Art of Joyful Living podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Karin Lilleberg. Karin is a yoga teacher and spiritual seeker who is on the quest to discover why are we here? Karin has completed numerous teacher trainings from Hatha to Vinyasa Yoga to Kundalini and meditation. All these trainings, as well as hundreds of hours spent in the company of inspirational teachers, have given her an extensive toolkit to help guide her students back home to themselves as well as heal themselves. Welcome, Karin. Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Um, and we're also excited to have you as one of the first partners in the Joyful Living community. Could you tell our listeners what inspired you to become a part of the community? Yeah, just, uh, I guess, exactly like the fact of just being part of the community and uh, being part of the community of people who have um, committed themselves to growth and, uh, and evolution, as uh, this path sometimes can get a little bit uh, lonely. And uh, so to have just uh, around you people who are on the same quest and on the same path and uh, have the same kind of common uh, interest is, is a beautiful experience to, to be part of. And, um, and also to bring uh, more uh, joy into that process that uh, sometimes when we are on that path of growth and healing, it's, um, it can get very serious. So, um, and we forget that uh, we are here also to, to have fun and to have a joyful experience uh, in, this, uh, in this life. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so all of that, to be the community of uh, doing the serious work, but also having fun and joy, uh, meanwhile. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, um, it really is that. Um, I've you know, seen a lot of people who have like yoga stress um, or meditation stress, you know, they're, they're taking it so seriously. They're even getting stressed about something which should be joyful, which is a bit of a paradox when you think about it. But it's wonderful to have you as part of the community. So thank you for being part of this journey to amplify joy. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor and pleasure to be part of it. And thank you for inviting me and giving me this opportunity to, to be part of that. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. I know life's about joy, but it also has its challenges. And I know, you know, Karin, you've had your own challenges in your life, um, especially when it comes towards addictive behaviors. And if you could open up and share a few words about your own growth journey around this, that would be wonderful. All right, I'll try to be short. <laughs> so, but yeah, like as you said in the beginning as well, uh, that I'm the spiritual seeker and... Uh, and I have uh, yeah, been that for a, for, a, for a long time or maybe from a very early age uh, that I've always uh, been seeking for something. And, um, and I uh, never really knew what it is, but, uh, but it, 
started uh, maybe when I was about 22, 23, when I moved to America. And so that was my first, like a biggest, uh, bigger guest to, to move away from my home country and the security of my uh, country and uh, moving into the like wide, wide world, world and moving into America where I didn't know anybody and uh, also on a, on a hunger of finding something. And I did find something there. I found yoga in America, mm. which uh, has been now part of my life for, uh, for 20 years. And, um, and I did my first teacher training in America. Then I moved back to Estonia, my home country where I'm from, and traveled the world around a little bit. And uh, till I finally moved to London now 12 years ago. And uh, now I've been settled here and um, enjoying my life here. But on that, uh, on that path as well, in the middle of, uh, in between the time of uh, moving away from America and moving to London, um, when I, I also lost my mother. Mm. And uh, during that time, uh, which, was, which was very painful, my way of coping with that was um, dissociating myself completely. I lost my practice. Mm-hmm. my yoga practice and uh, because I think deep down on a subconscious level I knew that I have to feel when I'm on the mat I have to heal I have to face the the grief and the pain when I'm on the mat and I wasn't ready to do that I wasn't willing to do that mm-hmm. maybe perhaps also have tools to to cope with that at that time and when I moved to London I um I was. I felt the deep calling uh, pull to go back uh, to practice, and I was, of course, fortunate here to have a lot of studios around me that um, I had uh, plenty of uh, options to to go to practice to. And so I found yoga again, and this time on a on a very deeply healing uh, healing way. So as soon as I started to practice again, I, I actually started to process the grief and. Um, and uh, a lot of other other things that I thought that I didn't have to face actually. So, um, and that took me to actually doing another teacher training and starting to teach. So now I've been teaching eight years uh, full time here in, in London. And, um, and yeah, it took me to many other teacher trainings, uh, always on that uh, quest or search of um, seeking something, seeking something, searching for something. And, uh, and I uh, experienced a lot of growth, a lot of um, um, change and transformation during that time. But mm-hmm. uh, in some ways, it, I was still searching for something from outside. And... Uh, till uh, I started to realize that uh, that search was, yeah, it was from something from outside and it was in a way uh, taking me away from that um, truth that I I was actually looking for. Because every time I was um, getting closer to that truth, I sabotaged that uh, with with, uh, destructive uh, behaviors. Mm. And at that time, I didn't realize actually that they were destructive or uh, that they were somehow uh, harming, harming me because they were, had become such a huge part of me. Mm-hmm. They were normal way of uh, coping. So they were my coping mechanisms. And for, so for decades, I, um, I numb my feelings and emotions with uh, food or alcohol. And uh, 
I finally started to realize that that was not serving any, me any, anymore. And uh, I wanted to truly dedicate myself into the, um, into the path of uh, healing. So I became uh, sober uh, now almost three years ago. And um, once I became sober, I realized that uh, I had used these uh, substances or behaviors or people to to numb the feelings that were inside of me, were stuck in my body, the emotions and feelings that were stuck in my body from uh, from childhood traumas, from as as young age as birth birth trauma mm. and then um, childhood. Uh, physical abuse and emotional neglect. And these emotions were stuck in my body. And when these emotions started to, when emotions in my circum, in my current life started to get a little bit overwhelming, I, uh, I reached for alcohol or for food to not to have to deal with these feelings. Mm. So when I eventually got sober now, three, about three years ago, then um, I had to feel these feelings. I finally had to face uh, face these feelings that that were there, and uh, and by starting to feel these feelings, I also started to truly heal, and right. I was starting to get closer and closer to that truth that I've always been seeking, that that was that belonging to getting home to myself, that part of me that I had lost in early childhood, and uh, and then I was searching, traveling the world, or seeing the teachers, reading the books, or doing everything. And always searching for something outside till I eventually realized that it's always been inside of me. That uh, that place or that thing or that what I was looking for is actually within me. And all the answers are always within me. And so now at 45 years old, I said that now I finally um, arrived home and I'm closer to myself and to my truth than I've ever been. I feel more comfortable and at ease with myself than I ever have before. And the beauty of this journey is as well that it's never ending. I'm sure there is still a lot to discover, still a lot to learn and still a lot to heal because it is like a healing is like an onion. You start to peel off the layers and more and more will, uh, will come up. And, but now I have a lot of tools to be able to, to deal with that. I don't have to numb with it anymore. I don't have to harm myself anymore. Yeah, it's amazing when you talk that you come across as immensely calm, immensely at peace, uh, um, confidence. And I'm sure that wasn't always the case. I'm, I'm sure there were moments on that journey of that uncovering, that discovery of yourself, um, which were actually quite painful once you removed those substances that were numbing you. I'm sure it wasn't always an easy ride to go through that so yes absolutely yes but it's like the the saying is that you can't get to the light uh, without going into the darkness uh, so now i can teach that from the embodied experience and one thing that i truly have discovered on um, on the path of healing and transformation is that um, we have to face what uh, what we need need to face that we can't uh, kind of uh, put the bandaid on with positivity and just think about the light and good thoughts and think that the thing will uh, change. We actually have to go to the root cause of uh, anything and yeah. feel the feelings that face that darkness, uh, what's there, so that we can arrive into the freedom or we can arrive into the light and uh, and then we can think of positive thoughts but uh, we can't um, 
yeah, band, put the bandaid on with the positivity and think that life is all great. Life is not great. Life is not easy. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with our practices, with our tools, we can make life more easeful. Yeah, I think you know when you look at marketing, for example, over the last you know fifty, sixty years, a lot of it has been around making life easy, and perhaps you know we've done a disservice to people by creating this sort of this belief, this make-believe that life is and should be easy rather than the path to joy, as you say, often comes through challenges and facing uncomfortable things. You know, for example, so not an addiction, it could be whether that's alcohol or food or shopping, for example, to actually cover up for the hurt inside these externalities actually becomes a disservice to yourself rather than anything actually useful or helpful for you. Yes, exactly. And then there, there is no shortcuts. There is no shortcuts that we have to do the work, that there is no rescue boat that will come to rescue us. We actually have to have to do, do the work. Um, we do indeed. Um, but I presume we can give people tools to help them do the work the, as you say they're not alone you don't have to be alone to go through this struggle you have to do the work yes but you don't necessarily need to do it alone and there is comfort as well as um, also great strength to be had in belonging and having a, a good coach a good teacher to help you get through those challenges mm-hmm. yes yes exactly that uh, yes we do the do our own inner healing, our own work on our own, but then we share it with others, like Gandhi says as well, be the change you want to see in the world. So, so yes, be the person who you want to be, do the work and do the healing and transformation inside of you and then go out and share it with, with others that uh, we can, uh, when we heal, we also heal the world. Oh, that's wonderful. When I hear you talk about yoga, I hear two different stories. I hear sort of the first part of the story where yoga wasn't necessarily so helpful um, to you. I think you sort of used the, the term yoga warrior at some, some point to describe it. And then later on, when you came back towards yoga, having a different type of relationship with the practice, could you talk a little bit about those two different um, journeys that you've had with yoga? Yeah, so uh, the first uh, the first part of the journey was definitely the approach from a very physical uh, side of uh, yoga practice, um, kind of approach that uh, more is better, and uh, I like kind of um, trying to achieve uh, the physical uh, physical perfection of the of the practice and forcing myself in, into the poses and into the practice mm-hmm. and. Um, but, uh, but lacking the emotional and spiritual approach to the practice, that even though when I achieve that handstand, it's not about the handstand, but what do I learn about myself in the handstand or on that journey to the handstand? And um, so that I would say that is that the difference that the first part was just very external, mm-hmm. very external, having the, the knowledge of the, the physical asana, but, but lacking actually the, the depth and the tools uh, that the practice can offer us. Hence as well that when I did lose my mother, I didn't actually have the tools to cope mm. at that moment with, uh, with that grief. Now, now I would say that uh, I would probably be able to, to face it sooner 
and in with them from a more holy, from a holistic uh, place. And that's the beauty of the yoga practice as well, that um, if we approach that with a softness and kindness and gentleness towards ourselves, we can practice till we are 100, that it's always evolving. Yes, there is the physical asana, but then there is also a meditation, there is also breath, there is also kind of being in the nature so yoga is the union is that that brings us into into the unity with ourselves and uh, that doesn't actually have to involve physical asana at all that's so true and and it's so wonderful the way you're helping people discover themselves discover their their own journey and in some way help them as you say come home that the answers are within and not necessarily having to go around the world like both you and I have done searching for answers to only find that yeah they're actually all within us with that I mean you but you've helped you know so many people heal through this process and I wonder if you could share some of the sort of the learnings that you've sort of gathered along the way from people's healing journeys or from those who haven't managed so well to heal one thing is that um, to to take every every day as it comes and give your best to every day to show up the best as you can every day as in recovery we have the saying one day at a time mm. you don't have to think like uh, what's going to happen in one month or, or one year or in 10 years time from here but actually doing our best every single day and uh, and giving our best to everything and not postponing the things what we want to do or uh, also the healing uh, like into the into some time when or when we have time because uh, universe will push us to deal with the things if we are not dealing with them today so and uh, and we are here on such a short time blink of a moment just for mm. a blink of an eye one day we are here and next day we're gone it's uh, life is ticking by so quickly so like how can we show up best in every day that uh, not getting overwhelmed that oh my god I have such a journey ahead or not seeing like okay that I have achieved that or but uh, but doing the best what we can today and uh, I never know also kind of comparing ourselves to others and also acknowledging that um, that it takes a lot of courage to show up your best and uh, and uh, the willingness to it takes to to look into yourself yeah and i think it's it's very important what you said about your best and not the best because i see a lot of challenges around people trying to overachieve trying to you know be the best at everything all the time because they're getting so many references from social media and other channels about somebody who's got the perfect this the perfect that the perfect body the perfect physical um the perfect house the perfect car everybody's got something perfect in this world and some people are trying to overachieve i think and not accepting that their best is good enough whatever level that is in whatever dimension that they're working on or whatever behavior they're trying to do today that it is yes, good enough knowing that we can always start over like even every day we can start over many times i had an aim and intention to show up the best as i can uh, in the morning but then like by lunchtime maybe i already like uh, failed or screwed up many times i can start again 
I can again take a pause to pull myself away from the situation, take a few breaths, maybe sit down, do a breath work or do a meditation or a yoga practice, go into the nature and I can study it again and I can show up again best as I can. Right, and not beat yourself up about failure that you failed today and then have to oh, go They already it. failed. Okay, now I'm going to drink or like whatever yep. it is. Or now I already like failed my diet or like whatever. I'm going to start again next year. So that uh, in every moment, every day, we can start over many times. We can indeed. We can indeed. And one of the things I've heard you talk about is the medicine being inside of us. And I wonder if you could elaborate a little bit on what you mean by that phrase. Yes, I think um, in some ways I already mentioned that the answers are always within us. That, um, yes, the healers, therapy, shamans, all kinds of these are great, but the true medicine is within us. And the way we discover that when we show up for ourselves daily and coming here, it is the daily practice. Mm. It's that you have to find the time, whatever way it is for you, either it is a meditation or yoga practice or being in the nature or praying, but the sacred time that you meet yourself, that you align your energy and your body and your heart so that you are not like pushed and pulled by the external, by the external world, but by... Um, by taking the time, either it is five minutes or an hour of your sadhana, one hour of your day, and you sit down for your sadhana, or again, any practice that works for you, that is that sadhana is the spiritual practice that you do with consistency, that you, and over that, you kind of, you kind of conquer yourself, you find a victory over yourself, over that illusions uh, that you have created in your mind, so that you can truly know within you who with who you are why are you here and that's right and that's where having the teacher i think can help in terms of getting the feedback getting this understanding of progress getting this understanding that you are developing you are learning you are finding that truth within you and being able to share that um, either with the teacher or with other people on a similar journey can be a very powerful tool because if you're not getting a feedback loop that's often one reason why people stop um, development because they don't necessarily see progress themselves without having somebody telling them, wow, look at you today. You're so much different than you were last month. And to take that perspective often requires some external eyes looking at you and giving you positive feedback for your, for the work that you've done. Yes, exactly. And as a, as a human being, so our, our default is the judgment about ourselves, especially the internal voice or the language, the way we talk to ourselves. So we never praise ourselves. We don't see how great we're doing, actually. So yes, having, having the community around you can actually see that from outside. Yes, you have changed, but you don't even notice, maybe. Thank you, Karin. Um, it's been super wonderful to have you on the on the show today and to talk with you i've learned a lot and i hope our, our listeners have too it's been very inspirational so karine is is running online courses for recovery and new dates are going to be announced soon and karine also hosts women's circles that gather women around both the fall and the new moon so you can find out more about karine and her work on her website at karinelilleberg.com and you can also find karine on instagram um, with the hashtag at Karin Lilleberg. So we hope you feel inspired and empowered by my chat with Karin today. 
And I hope you tune in next week for the next episode of the Quandrum Art of Joyful Living podcast. Thank you.